Today, we're going to talk about, um, you know, our local community and our association to that, to the community. Would that be good? Yeah, okay, this guy. Uh, how about you guys over here? Would that be good with you guys? Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. I love it. I'm feeling the love. All right. I won't sing for you. Um, no, I do appreciate that participation, though. Uh, that's encouraging. Or my self-image will collapse. I'll just walk off stage if I don't get some feedback. So thank you for that. Um, I do want to ask you some questions, and I do want your participation. How many of you believe that it is no accident that you're born right now to live in such a time as this? Raise your hand. Yeah, amen, amen, I like that. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, now, and I do too. I believe there's no accidents, no coincidence to that. How many also do you believe that we're in the Boise area, the Treasure Valley, right now for such a time as this? Raise your hand. Good, good, good. All right, we're getting unanimous votes here. All right, yeah, I do too. And now, okay, next question. We're on a roll. Let's see if we can keep it going. Um, so we're all Christians, or the majority of us are Christians, right? Yeah, hey, cool, cool, cool. All right, so Jesus said that we'll be the light and that we're to go out, bring his presence into the community. Is that right? Now, question number three, is that important? Should we be taking Jesus out into our community? Amen. Amen. Good, good, good. Well, and that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how good we're doing with that. And, and um, I'm going to um, go over some stats of our local community on how things are going. And I'd like us to grade ourselves. Would that be okay? Just kind of grade ourselves. And because we all said that accountability, we're representing Jesus and we should do things well. Amen. All right, so let me go over a couple things, and then I'm going to ask you for a grade at the end that you're going to grade us all, all right? All right, so stats of the Treasure Valley. Uh, in 2022, Idaho was the second fastest growing state in the nation. Now, unless you had a lot of babies, you probably weren't responsible for that, okay? But maybe you encourage your friends to come from other states. Our population is now nearly 2 million. Boise was the sixth fastest growing in, uh, city in the nation. And so obviously lots of growth and that leads to other issues. I think there's issues anyway. But so uh, let's talk about the growing pains or now let's talk about what we're gonna be graded on and that's the state of our community. So in the last three years, homelessness has doubled in the last three years. I thought this was interesting. 34% of homeless have never been homeless before in our area. So 34% are just brand new, experiencing homeless. And I've ran into these people. They're living in their cars. They're living wherever they can. And it's just, it breaks my heart. A third of the homeless children are zero to five years old. Can you imagine being raised yeah, you know, in, your, in a car or raised wherever. Uh, incarceration rates were one of the highest in the nation per capita. You feel encouraged yet? No. Okay, I'm going to keep going. All right, because we can take the truth, can't we? Some of you, okay. All right, mental health. Idaho ranked 50th out of 51, including the District of Columbia. Huge mental health issues here. And our teenagers are number one in the nation in mental health issues. And that leads, unfortunately, to being the fourth highest rated in suicide in the nation. 
And if you've read the news, there's been a lot of challenges with suicide of our teens, hasn't there? In high schools and young adults. And so really, um, those are devastating. Divorce, Idaho has one of the highest divorce rates in the nation. There were 5,500 9-11 calls, all related to domestic abuse, child abuse, and sexual assault in Ada County. Now, that's not counting. Those are some statistics. And understand, those statistics are real people, right? They're real people. They're real people that are experiencing those issues of divorce and suicide and mental illness. And that's not even counting all the people that are addicted to drugs, all the alcoholism that's prevalent, or maybe the gender dysphoria that's happening. Is that happening too? Yeah. So let me ask you now, children of the Most High, bringing light into darkness, what grade would you give us? Anybody want to yell out a grade that you would give us? Yeah. F. You know, I, I appreciate what you're saying there. I think we're worthy of an F. You know, I, I, I presented this to about 50 pastors this summer. We had lunch together, and I presented this exact same statistics to them. And they all voted the same way you do. They said, we deserve an F. But you know, it's one thing to say we deserve an F, and that, and it's true, um, but what are we going to do different, right? Because, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be one of those benevolent teachers, and I'm going to say, do you, yes, you deserve an F, but I'll tell you what, the grade's not totally in yet. Jesus isn't back, and so um, we got mercy that we can change that grade, amen? amen? We can do extra credit or something, you know? We can get that grade up. We can influence those lives. We're not dead yet, are we? No. All right. So we can make a difference because people are still hurting out there, but we have to have a different solution or a way of doing that. Um, now, let me, we've talked about, so first off, we know how jacked up our, our city is and how jacked up people are in our city. But I want to talk about now what success would look like in our city. But first off, I want to talk about what success would look like for you. Would that be good? You guys, okay. How about what? Would you guys like to know what success looked like? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I almost walked off the stage. It was that close. Just that close. All right. Yeah. So this, I want to, this, when I got this out of the Bible, I will tell you, this totally changed my life. And I'm hoping that this gets, that's my prayer today, is that this gets on you too, and that you can never get this out of your mind. See, I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home like some of you. There was a lot of alcohol, a lot of abuse. We were statistics that we're talking about here. And I grew up in that home, and I left uh, school, and I left home at 16 years old. And I was out, and, and, you know, my life was just a wreck, really. My best friend went to prison for eight years. A lot of my friends ended up either suicide, drug overdose, that type of thing. I'm so thankful for the mercy of Jesus. But see, I'd never, seen, I'd never seen a healthy marriage. And what happened, my, my role is a little bit different. I got out of school, but I just felt compelled to start companies. I know that's different, but I started my first company at 18. I had six companies by the time I was 21. And I just, I just loved business and setting things up. And it was fun because I could set up legal businesses instead of the one out of the back parking lot of my school. <laughs> Some of you got that, okay. I think I was selling to you guys. Okay, 
you look familiar. Okay. Oh, awkward moment. Sorry. Sorry, I diverge. We're going to edit that out of the video. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, so when I got around good people in the business world, I'm going, you're happily married? Your kids like you? You're sober? I've never seen this before. And I was drawn to these business people, and they became role models for me to change my life. And I'll tell you, I accepted Jesus in my 20s, and it was phenomenal. And listen, if you're, going, if you're headed towards prison, and you're headed towards hell, and you accept Jesus as your Savior, it's a good day, right? Amen. Amen. That was powerful. But you know, I was used to doing stuff in the business world and be, be part of the game. How many of you like to be part of the game instead of just watching? Yeah. Well, so I accepted Jesus, but then I became a spectator because I thought the ultimate of all success was salvation, was giving my heart to Jesus. And that, that's huge. But then I just sat in the pew every week. I never did nothing for Jesus. Yeah, I put my money in. Yeah, I, I did the tithing deal and all those things, but I didn't feel like I was really useful. Has anybody ever felt that way before? And so I thought, I thought, what is success the way the Bible would describe it? And, and I really asked that question. Is there something more in the Bible that indicates what really success is? How many of us want to be successful in life? Yes, sir. Yeah, right on, right on. Of course we do. Now it's based on the definition that we have of what success is. See, I, you're, you're way smarter than I am because I fell... I, I bought the, the definition of success of the world. And they said, cars and money and big stuff and, and bling and Rolexes. I bought that definition. And you know what? I was miserable. It was so empty. But I thought, well, I know that don't work. And I know that's stupid. And I know that's bait and switch. But what, what is really success? How do I know if I'm going to really be successful as a Christian? Have you guys wondered that? Yeah, this is what happened to change my life. And I, I'm going to talk about the parable of the talents. And that's in Matthew 25. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I'm going to give you kind of the summer, summation version of this. But I really encourage you to go home and read this over and open your heart to the truth that the Holy Spirit is trying to give us. In the parable of the talents, it talks about a master and he gave to his, his servants talents now, Jesus told parables to convey biblical truth. He wanted us to get the wisdom of God in our life. <clears throat> and so in this parable, Jesus is the master. How many of us are servants of Jesus? Yeah, amen, amen. So he gave to all, all of his servants talents, and those are things of value. He entrusted in them. He placed inside of them. And you know what's interesting about that parable is that Jesus doesn't tell him too much about it. He just goes, here's my talents, poof, and he's gone. And then he comes back at an unsuspecting time. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? And he comes back and he says, hey, what did you do with those talents I gave you? And so here's what happens in the parable. Um, servant number one, he was given five talents. A lot of you have given a lot of talents. You're very gifted people. Amen. And they took those five talents and they increased them. They doubled them. They got another five and they had 10 talents total. And when Jesus came back, he said, 
well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, when he said that, I mean, it just resonated off the page to me because I thought, wow, this is amazing. How many of us would like to hear well done? Now, servant number two, he gave him two talents, and he took those two talents, and he got two more. And Jesus said to that servant, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now, number three, he gave him one talent, and he came back, and that servant took, and he buried that talent. He didn't do anything with it. And I knew that was a reflection of where I was at, because I hadn't done anything for his kingdom with the gifts and abilities on my life. In fact, I'd, I'd, the kingdom of man is what I was serving. I was out for materialism. I'd use those gifts of God not to increase his life, but to increase my life and to do material things. And that one talent, when he came back to number three, he said, what did you do with the talent I gave you? And he said, I buried it. And he said, you slothful, lazy servant. Get out of here. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. But yet that's where I was, that I really wasn't using my talents for his kingdom. I was using them for my kingdom. And so I'll tell you what, when I heard that, I thought, that's it. I'm changing my life. It's a new paradigm. It's a new day. I'm shifting in a new direction. I'm going I'm to utilize those, kingdom, those talents for the kingdom of God. And I started kind of balancing things out. I started asking questions. Is asking questions good? Yeah. We should ask questions of ourselves. And I started asking questions. I go, Mac, would you rather have a big home out in the country or would you rather hear well done? And the weightiness of well done said, that's what I want. Would you rather have a Mercedes or well done? Well done. Mac, would you rather have a private jet or well done? Well done. I started thinking about everything. Nothing compares to well done. How many of us have a bucket list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'll tell you what, here's what was on my bucket list for years. It was all material things. I wanted cars. I wanted a second home in Sun Valley. I wanted a, a, a ranch with cattle and horses and all that stuff. We did all that stuff. And I was empty. And I thought, you know what? I'm changing. There's only one thing I want now is well done. Because I knew everything I had on that bucket list, it became a junkyard bucket list. All those Cadillacs I owned, all the Mercedes, the BMW, they're all in a junkyard some, someplace. I spent, think about how dumb I was. I spent years and hundreds of thousands of dollars accumulating stuff that ended up in a junkyard. Really? That's what you use God's skills for? That's what you use God's abilities for, Mac? Really? Wow, Father, I repent. I don't want to be number three no more. I don't want to be that guy. I want to use my my abilities for your kingdom. Amen? Amen? And so I'll tell you, I just really recommend that maybe you have that, that same kind of talk um, to yourself and ask you those yourself those questions. What's more important in my life, hearing well done or you fill in the blank, whatever that is? And for me, I had to answer that question. And I will be honest with you, I still have to ask that question every day 
Because the world's trying to get me to move after other things. It's trying to get me and lure me that these other things are what you really want. No, they're not what I really want. I want something that's going to last for eternity and see lives changed. Amen? How many of you are with me? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I'll tell you what. What would happen? We still have our problem, right? We still have that problem of the community, right? It's still jacked up, right? And we need a solution. I wonder, could you hearing well done be part of that solution? What, what do you think would happen is if each one of us re-looked at our, our goals and our value and what we put the preface on? And if, what if we decided that we all wanted to hear well done? Do you think that would impact our community for Christ? Yes. I, I think so too. How about you guys? All right. Well, that's what we want to talk about. Because, see, solution number one, I'm going to give you two solutions. Solution number one is to keep on doing what we're doing and seeing, see if that's going to get us well done and if it's going to change our community. What do you think? How's that going to go? Is that going to work? Is our community going to change if we just stay the status quo the way we are? No. You know, when I read the statistics of what the church is doing now, it's horrendous. You know, during COVID, 20,000 pastors quit the ministry. The average church, the median size of the average church now in the United States is 65 people. The average Protestant church, 10 people get saved a year. Is that going to change your community? I don't think so. But I believe us all going after well done will. Amen? So let me, give you, let me give you some statistics, or let me give you some examples of this, um, of an alternative. Now, first off, let's go to a, uh, this is called the empowerment solution. But in Ephesians 2.10, it says, now I want you to get this, because this is the key to everything right here, or, or it's a huge key anyway. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good work. And good work means ministry, that we're blessing somebody, which God prepared in advance. He prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So really, God, he put the answer inside of us for our community. Let me ask you this. Do you think non-Christians pray? I'm hearing a lot of murmuring, okay? <laughs> Some of you think he's been straight with us so far, but I think he's tricking us right now, okay? And I could be, I don't know. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because, listen, let's put ourselves in a broken society. And let's say that you, don't, that you don't know Jesus, but you're out there. Are you looking for answers? Yeah. yeah. And it might go like this. Man, I don't even know if there's a God out there. I haven't seen you so far, but if there is a God out there, I need you. My kids are screwed up. Man, I know they're on drugs. I know they're off doing other things. They don't know whether they're a boy. They don't know if they're a girl. Father, I, I, God in heaven, whoever you are, my marriage is jacked up. I'm scared. I'm scared about what's going on in this nation right now. I'm scared there's crazy things happening and I don't know where it'll be. 
if there's a God out there, I need you. Is that a real prayer? It is. And I believe that's what society is praying out right now. Because they know what they're doing don't work. But I'll tell you what, I believe, this is my belief. I believe Holy Spirit is up there. The Holy Spirit's up there and he's going, listen, I gifted my kids with answers. I gifted them with answers, solutions for those people's lives. I've given them answers to pray for people, to help them in the marriage, to help them in their finances, to help with sexual identity, to help with addiction, breaking addiction in their life. I gifted my kids. Now, who can I get to collide with that woman? Who could I get to come into her life that's going to pray for her and set her free? Who can I get to come into her workplace that's going to change everything in her paradigm? Is that true? That's true. So I want to talk to you about a solution. Because really, if we just talk about this and go, okay, this is how bad it is. Hey, good luck. Bless you guys. We won't be accomplishing much, will we? We've got to have a solution. So let me give you a solution of what's happening through Life Church. of people saying, no, I want to hear well done. I want a passing grade. I want to do things different in our life. Amen? Amen. So let me give you some examples of that. Because there's people in this church that are sold out for well done. There's people that are after that. And they're, they're my heroes, man. I love their example for us all to move forward. Let me tell you about a couple, or one of those, or a few of those people. So we've got a couple that they're leading our homeless ministry. And every week they serve hundreds of, home, of handmade burritos to the homeless people downtown. Hundreds of people every week that they're influencing. And they've, got it, they've done this for, man, I don't know how many, eight years or so. And every week, last year they made over 10,000 breakfast burritos. They're down there, rain, rain or snow, amen, praise God. Hey, heroes, heroes. They're down there, rain or snow. I mean, it could be zero degrees. They're down there loving on those people, love, and praying for them. They just recently, they told me they um, cast a demon out of somebody. They accepted Jesus. We see people get their addictions broken, overcome. We've seen people move off the streets and get apartments, get jobs, and now they're members of society. And the people, they're still down there. Now they're taking Jesus to their friends. They're getting saved. They're getting changed. Addictions are breaking. And they're out and about with other homeless people, praying for them, seeing the power of God moving in their life. Is that good? Amen. Amen. All right. Nursing home ministry. We got, we're in 11 different nursing homes that people, uh, 11 that we're doing services in. And I, I think nursing homes, now excuse me here, but I think they're like the last bus stop before heaven. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you're going to be waiting at this depot and then the angels will be by and boom, you're off. Next. And they're, you know, all right. They're, they're just, and they're leading all these people to Jesus. So their bus, so their bus goes a new route to heaven instead of hell. Amen. We've had people, they, oh, one of the stories I love is when this lady, she was, she couldn't even talk anymore, but she blinked her eyes to accept Jesus as her Savior. Come on. Now, we're we're in 11 different nursing homes, but we could be in 14, but we don't have enough manpower to be able to facilitate that. So obviously, God has gifted other people to be part of that, and they're not. Awkward moment. Okay. 
So 11 different nursing homes, jail and prison ministry. We've got an amazing jail and prison ministry, incredible couples leading that, where hundreds of people are impacted that are incarcerated. Uh, every week, hundreds of people are incarcerated. And I understand at one's woman's facility, a quarter of the ladies have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And yes, uh, thank you, Jesus, exactly. We're celebrating that. And during the week, those inmates are doing Bible studies and leading more people to Jesus. Amen? Is that cool or what? Yeah, so this ministry is impact, and these people are going to be free even though they're in Jesus. Or in prison, they're free in Jesus in prison. Amen? Amen. All right, so and a lot of those people get out, come here, and um, we've had, oh, we've had thousands of our neighbors prayed for uh, throughout. And so maybe you're just like, oh, Mac, I can't do any of that stuff. That's crazy. All I like to do is just pray and maybe walk around. Okay, could God use just praying and walking around? He can use anything. Remember, he used Moses with a staff. He can use you praying and walking around. And so here's how it works. We just pray, walk through the neighborhood, pray for a house, put a door hanger on there, pray the blessings over their house of God's goodness and walk on. Can we do that? Yeah, and thousands of homes have been prayed for. And we've had people call into the office and say, you don't know what was going on in my life, but somebody come and pray to, for, my, for me. Thank you so much. That meant so much to me. Amen, amen. Um, let's see, some more of those. We've done tens of thousands of dollars worth of repair to people's homes that are shut in or underprivileged and they can't afford finances. You know, here's what happens is sometimes we think God can't use us. And there'll be some trades guy in here that go, yeah, God can use that pastor up there. That's very cool. But he can't use an old guy like me that just knows how to turn a wrench. Has anybody like, felt like that? It's a lie. Amen. Because you know what? I'll guarantee you that there's a widow lady that she's got a bucket under her sink. And she's catching the drips from her plumbing. They've been there for years. And she can't bend down to fix it, and she don't know what she's doing. And she would believe, and she's going, man, I wish somebody could help me with this plumbing. And we're sitting on our butt doing nothing. Is that too hard? And I'll tell you, we could be the answer to that lady's prayer. And then you get to feel blessed. Hey, man, I helped this lady today, and we prayed for her. And she's going, God, there is a God in heaven. Thank you, God, for answering my prayers. Thank you. And you get to use for the, be used for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So they've done tens of thousands of dollars worth of repairs to shut-ins and to people that couldn't, for people that can't afford it. We've got a youth soccer or a youth sports program. Uh, maybe you just know sports. Man, use it for a ministry. Hey, with uh, soccer and different sports. We've got a horse ministry that they use horses to minister to, to uh, youth or adults that have had trauma in their life. And they're using horses as a vehicle to minister to those people. And now that ministry is functioning huge in another state. Uh, we've got a ministry for mothers of preschoolers that, uh, you know, because of proper role models to be a mom and supporting each other. And we've got mothers and grandmothers coming alongside these ladies and helping them move forward. Uh, we've got a ministry to disabled people, to be able to help them know their worth and to help families to be able to identify and work together. We've got a ministry um, to... Um, Parents of deceased babies in NICU, where we, 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 we make them a quilt and we show God's love to them when their babies passed away. 
There's all different ways that we can show the love of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, oh, through the ministry, through that, those, and there's more. We've got about 20 outreach ministries that have been launched out of this church. And so there's lots of ways that you can get involved to be well done. But I want you to get at this. Last year, outside of Life Church, outside of these walls, we influenced, we interacted with over 15,000 people and brought Jesus out into the community. Amen? Is that amazing? Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're making the church of Jesus larger on the outside than it is on the inside. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And so that's, that's amazing. And so let me give you, um, do you think that if we continue with this, that we can change our culture? I think so too. Because we're empowering the gifts of God, the callings of God on your life, on my life. Now that we're taking an active part, we're just not up doing a little golf clap in the stands going, oh, go, pastor, go, you know? And uh, <laughs> did I just do that? Was that my outside voice? Did I just do that? Oh, okay. That we're actually on the field and, and, and we're taking part and God is moving through us. Wouldn't you rather have God move through you? Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you what, let me give you some ways that, that you can move forward with this to be able to, I like tangible ways, okay? I don't want to have this in theory world. I want to know what do we actually do? Some of you like that? Okay, so I, I'm going to make it very easy for us, is the first step that you can do is invite other people to church. And to do that, we've actually got invite cards. We want to make this as easy as possible. And you can pick these up on the Welcome Center outside. And you just pull off this label, and you can stick this to your back of your phone. That's what I did. And then when I'm going through Arby's or a grocery store, going through Fred Meyer, I go, hey, man, you want to go to a great church that'll change your life? And I just give them one of these cards. And you know, one of the best testimonies I've heard, I love this testimony. And listen, you guys are already amazing inviters because I'm, already, I'm in the lobby all the time and I hear how you guys are inviting people to church. I'll talk to people and my first question is this, how, do you hear, how did you hear about Life Church? And they go, oh, my real estate agent told me. Oh, a guy at the gym told me. Oh, I was walking through the grocery store in the produce department. Somebody told me about this church. I love this. I hear about you guys everywhere. You know, I remember there's one lady that they, somebody, I don't know who it was, but just stopped and introduced this lady at Walmart. She's walking through a parking lot, gave her a card. She came in, accepted Jesus. And she was in her 40s. But it wasn't too long after that, Pastor Wade did her funeral. But she accepted Jesus before she passed away. Amen. So praise God that you're an inviting, that you're happy, that you're bringing Jesus out there. So can we all do that? Amen. All right, so invite cards, that's to help you out there. So another step, maybe you say, hey, Mac, that's very cool, and this well done. How many of us want to hear well done again? I can't remember. <laughs> the numbers went down. I'm, uh... <laughs> How many of us wanted to hear well done again? <laughs> All right, good, good, good. All right, thank you. Woo. I thought, boy, this was a powerful ministry. Everybody quit. Okay. Uh, Pastor Mark, yeah, the church didn't do too good. Uh, yeah, they're not coming back. No. Um, <clears throat> but maybe some of you are going, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Well done. But maybe some of you have questions. Look, I don't know what those talents are. I don't know how to do that. Does anybody feel that way? I need some help. Yeah. Well, what we did is I wrote a book about this. 
When God changed my life, I wrote a book to help other change other people's lives. And thousands of people have been impacted by this book. I'm glad I didn't write it and the Holy Spirit did. But it's called Well Done, How to Find and Fulfill God's Plan for Your Life. That's at the Welcome Center. We also, there's a small group around that. If you say, look, I need somebody to hold my hand. Help me identify what those, those gifts and abilities are to walk that out for the kingdom of God. Would that be good? Yeah, every Tuesday night, it's starting right away. There's actually a table out in the lobby and you could go talk to them about that small group, that life group, and get more information on it, that they'll help you and coach you through to identify what that calling is of God and how to move it forward. Would that be good? Yeah. All right, the second thing is, now some of you, maybe you go, look, I'm already the handyman guy. I got the trade skills. I know how to help clean houses. I know how to, whatever that skill set is, it could be used for God. And maybe you feel like, hey, look, I've, I was called to those senior citizens, and I want to open up those three other nursing homes, you know, so that we can minister to more people. Maybe that's on your heart. Well, once again, that table out there, stop by that table. They'll answer your questions on different outreaches that are already functioning and that you can get plugged into right away. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then, but some of you, maybe you're going like, when I'm talking to you, maybe this is resonating with you. And maybe you're going, wow, I think God's called me to start a ministry. I've had something on my heart for years. I had one lady come up to me and she goes, she goes, Mac, I feel, I know this is weird, okay? But she came up and she goes, Mac, I, I feel like God's called me to, to start a ministry to, for animals. I go, okay. And she goes, yeah, there's a lot of animals um, that with shut-ins and homeless people that they can't, they don't have the money to feed them. I go, no, that's probably true. She goes, can I start a ministry to, the, to those? I go, yeah, you can. And so we helped her move through and move forward. And now she's impacting hundreds of people. And she goes, you know, Mac, I got involved to help animals. And now I'm drawn to those people. And I, I'm using the animals and I'm using the food to connect to these people for Jesus Christ. Amen. Because if you like my animal, and if you will help me, I like you, and I'll listen to you. And now she's using that as a tool in a powerful way. So maybe God's moved on your heart, and that there's a passion in your heart of something that you can do for the kingdom of God. Well, how do I start that? What does that do? How do we move forward with that? Well, I got good news for you. The Holy Spirit helped me with this, and I wrote a book called The Outreaching Church. And what it does, it talks about outreaching into our community, what those ministries look like, how they work, what your situation and responsibility is, and what I'll come alongside or Life Church will come alongside and help you in that process to move together. And right now we've started about 20 of those outreaches. And we want to, I believe this year we'll start another 10 more. We've impacted 15,000 people last year. I believe this year we'll go over 20,000 of people that we're interacting out there. And what's fun about that is we're seeing other churches do the same thing. Uh, a church in Colorado, another church here in Marie, they're starting those same outreach ministries. And so we're all impacting more people together. Will that be a game changer? Yes. I believe it will. And so I lead a small group on the outreaching church on Tuesday nights. You can find out more information at the tables out there. And I'd be glad, I'd be honored to hear the vision God placed on your life and how we can work together to make it happen. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'll tell you, I, I think that could be a powerful thing. I, I, I really recommend you get involved with hearing well done, of moving forward, and of claiming that for the kingdom of God.
Now, I, what I'm going to do is, in, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians, and I'm going to read this to you, 2 Corinthians 5.10. This talks about that judgment seat of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So see, there's two different judgments. There's one about salvation, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that's the only way you can be saved. But there is the second judgment seat that says, what did you do with the abilities I gave you? And that's, we're rewarded in here, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so that's how that looks. Now, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how that's going to take place. But I've got a short video I want to show you. And then I'm going to pray for us. This is done by John Bevere Ministries. And I think this, if not, I'm just praying that it will move your heart as far as getting involved to hear well done. Amen? Well, I just encourage you, once again, no matter how that looks, I believe there is an accountability of those gifts and talents that we've been given. And... um, Once again, when we seek the Lord, He will guide and direct. The Holy Spirit will give us answers on how to use those. And we want to help you to be able to do that. Amen? Because I believe hearing well done by everybody in here will change our community and we'll be good stewards for the kingdom of God. Amen? Let me pray for you. And just symbolically, if you'd like to dedicate those talents and abilities that you've been given, I just ask you to hold your hands out. I want to pray for you that we take a moment and just acknowledge that we've been given talents and abilities and that we'll utilize those for the kingdom of God. Amen? Father God, thank you. Father God, thank you for hopefully an aha moment today where clarity and truth are brought forward where maybe you slapped us around a little bit, that there is an accountability that you've gifted us with somebody else's answer, Father God. And we acknowledge that we're servants, whether we've been given a lot of abilities, a lot of talents, or a little. Father God, we symbolically hold those before you today. Father, we acknowledge that we've been given gifts and abilities from you, that there will be an accountability time. And Father God, we dedicate We dedicate, we're stewards of those, and we dedicate those talents for your kingdom increase. Father, it doesn't matter what we've done before. We take today, we change today, we move forward today, Father God, to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that as we ask, we receive, and we ask that you'll give us that wisdom and direction of what you've entrusted us with and how we can use those the best we can for kingdom increase. We thank you. In the powerful name of Jesus, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, 
congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.